Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. My guest today is Alec Bernstein. And oh, by the way, if you just joined us, where were you? Remember, live at 12.05. You could have been here from the beginning. But that's okay. Max has been uploading segments as we speak. They'll be available at knssradio.com. Look for audio and uh, page down and find yours truly good life guy. Uh, Alex Bernstein is the author of the Miserable series. Uh, we, we touched a little bit about miserable love stories, and now we're going to chat about some of the writings and miserable holiday stories as we get closer to that. He's also, well, he's famous. He's a staff writer on the new Discovery Kids cartoon, The Dog and Pony Show. He still does occasional stand-up, which I would love to watch. Uh, and uh, you can find out more at Alec Burns, alexbernstein.net. Uh, or you can go to promonmars.com. And uh, uh, interesting character. Alex, let's talk about this book. Uh, All right. I, I, I'll save my stories. Let's share some of your favorites that... Either you came up with, or you, or based on fact that you heard from other folks. Sure. Uh, well, there's there's a bunch of uh, stories in the book. One one of the big ones is called the Unbreakable Toy, which is a, a bit of a more all ages story. It's uh, it's about uh, a, a place that's sort of like a cross between a, a giant corporation and uh, a bit of the North Pole with the elves in it, and it's about this. A terrible young toy maker who accidentally creates an unbreakable toy, which has never been done before. <laughs> and he ex- he experiences rapid, unbelievable success, which is always bad news. And then things just go south from there. Love that. So that's a big story in the book. Uh, another one is called um, The Bicycle Boys Save Christmas Again. And this is also another kind of all ages type story. And and actually, it, the title isn't quite The Bicycle Boys. The, the title is The, and then there's a bunch of um, ampersands and dollar signs as if we're bleeping out that somebody cursed. <laughs> um, and, and, and this this is, um, if, you, if you have kids and you ever read any of those chapter books to them where there's a series and there's like 500 books in the series, like the Babysitter's Club or the, you know, the kids that live in the, I don't know, whatever. So uh, this is as if you're coming in in the middle of the series and the Bicycle Boys are like 
two Hardy Boys types, but they're much more miserable than the Hardy Boys, and they curse constantly. Um, but in the book, uh, in the story, instead of um, cursing, you don't see the curses. You just see, you know, all these ampersands and dollar signs. <laughs> um, and, uh, and in fact, they never even ride their bicycles in the story because in the previous adventure, their bicycles, like, got broken and flat. So by the time we get into the story, they don't even have bicycles, um, but they certainly have lots of other ways to get around, which you find in the story. And then, and then in the story, they have to save Santa Claus, um, but uh, but they already saved him last year, so they're saving Santa Claus again. So they're kind of just exhausted <laughs> and would like a break from these adventures. Oh, God. So, so that's that's those are a couple of the pieces, and I'd be happy to tell you about more too. Yeah, a couple of them. Well. Uh... I, I haven't read them all. In fact, I've I've, I've barely uh, scratched the surface here. Uh, talk. I, I start just before I got here today. I started looking at the smoking lounge. Uh huh. Talk about that one. So you know the stories go back and forth between things that are a little more uh, uh, grounded in, in in real you know experiences that I had or that people had. Um, and then some of the more fantastical ones, like the two I just mentioned. The Smoking Lounge is about this place uh, that, you know, I don't know if they still have them. I, they probably don't have them at all in schools. But when I was growing up in the 70s, there was always this area in your high school, uh, kind of in the back lot or something, that was sort of designated as the Smoking Lounge. And that's where kids would go out to smoke cigarettes between classes. And you were sort of not supposed to do that, but that's what everybody did there. And so in this story, it's about two young high school girls who are kind of just trying to get through the holidays. Um, and uh, and they're right next door to the choir building. And one of the girls is a, just a phenomenal singer, but um, can't quite uh, hasn't been quite um, accepted into the choir. And then there's somebody put a giant, beautiful Christmas tree in the smoking lounge and no one can tell how it got there. <laughs> so um, it's kind of a story about those two girls and, and the kind of how they get through the holidays. Yeah, I like it. Uh, while you were talking, I thumbed over to your Facebook page. And folks, you can do this uh, Facebook or Twitter. It's Alex Bernstein, author, as in the author of books. And uh, the picture, can I, did you take this picture uh, of the gingerbread cookies that are in distress? Uh, no, no, I didn't. That was, uh, that was, uh, uh, I believe another lovely radio station did that, but it's very cool, isn't it? They yeah, well, did a lovely job. If, if I use that, do I have to worry about copyright infringement? If I put it on my uh, Facebook page? I, I don't know if I could answer that for you, but, uh, you I'll know, take a chance. <laughs> go for it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I'm sure they'd be delighted. Well, and I got to say we we got to we got to share a visual picture. There's two well-made gingerbread cookies. The one's yeah. head is cut off and has blood on the shoulders and neck right. and X is for eyes. He's dead. And I love the crumbs that are there, <laughs> the debris. And the other one's got a, a leg cut off. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, it, it, it's it's sort of like the children of Mr. Bill, if anybody remembers the Mr. Bill show. <laughs> oh, no. Right. No, no, Mr. Bill. <laughs> well, I tell you, most of my, uh, and they don't fit nearly as good as they would just verbally is fine, but being in a book, there's no chance. But most of my holiday stories uh, kind of are, are related to family and food. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a big food and wine kind of guy. And yeah. when I was a pup, I mean, uh, let's go with about nine years old, eight years old. 
my grandmother sitting at the head of the dining table, beautiful holiday dinner. I mean, soup to nuts. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin pie comes out. And, you know, she's she's pretty old then. Uh, I would guess right. she was probably in her 70s. And my brother brings out the spray whipped cream, relatively mm. new invention back then. Right. And, and uh, he gives it to my great. He, he puts some on his, and he shakes it real good like he's supposed to before he does. And then he hands it to my grandmother, and she looks at it and reads the label, and she starts shaking it. And she has her finger up on the the plastic serrated tip that the cream comes out. Mm-hmm. And she pushed it, and it literally covered her face with awesome. You know, it, since it was upright, it wasn't a th- solid stream of whipped cream, and it right. went all over her face. I fell to the floor and wet my pants. And nice, yeah, like rabid grandma. It, it was. It was. A, a good bit of humor. It was really fun, and uh, yeah. So that that's about my funniest story, and I, I guess I'm really lucky because when I think back, uh, we didn't have a lot of real miserable stuff. You know, we were yeah. Just, that's a good thing. It is a good thing. You, um, you shouldn't feel bad about that. No, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I like the way you did this. I think it, is there. Can you share a story that you got from somebody else that was no kidding? A, a real happening thing? Um, uh, Is there such an animal? I, I can read you a couple of things from the book that are super short if you want to hear that. Yeah, do one. Pick one, anyone. All right. Here, here's something that's pretty short. You know what I always said? And, and, and I think you should, I would guess you'd be able to relate to this, hopefully. So, you know what I always said Christi- Christmas to me? The old commercial of Santa Claus riding the giant Norelco electric shaver down the mountain. Do you remember that? Of course. Remember Santa riding the shaver? Yes. That that was the best. You know, I would see that and I would be filled with the warm, Christmas is coming, Santa's on the shaver. Don't ride on the wrong side, Santa. (laughs) I wanted that so badly. And finally, when I was older, someone actually gave me a Norelco electric shaver. And I was so excited. And it completely sucked. It was not a close shave. And the tip-off should have been uh, Santa's long white beard, right? I mean, clearly not a user. (laughs) And then I I didn't know what to do. Re-gift it or take it outside and jump on it and use it like a toboggan. You know, (laughs) But how stupid would that have been? Oh, God. Well. That's a piece from the book. I I started using an electric razor early on because my grandfather passed away and my grandmother gifted me his used Norelco triple head shaver. Yeah. And, and I've used an electric razor ever since it, I can tell you starting off as a kid with a little peach fuzz piece of cake shaves close enough, but you have, you have to do it for a month or two before you start realizing how to do it. And, and your face gets used to that and the hairs get used to it. And uh, what a treat. Are you they doing anything? Things. Are you doing yeah. anything fun for the holidays yourself this year? Well, I missed Hanukkah, as I think everybody did. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, because the whole, you know, that's the big problem with Hanukkah. Because when I say to you, "When's Christmas?" you say to me, "What?" <laughs> when is it? The date? Yeah. Yeah. What date? Yeah. It's not what, quite as easy when you talk about Hanukkah. Yeah. I mean, we Jews have to Google our holidays. We we we, we never know when our holidays are. <laughs> This year, it's in Thanksgiving. Next year, it's in June. Yeah. You know, we have no idea. So, uh, so uh, you know, we're, we're going to 
So what we're going to do is we're going to do fake Hanukkah uh, at Christmas time, and we're going to mix them all together. And um, because we have some of the every de- denomination in my family, Good. and I think it'll be a lovely uh, celebration. My son will be home, and uh, and I think we'll we'll have a good time. Go see my in-laws. That's great. Yeah, I hope uh, we, this is going to be a weird one for us. We have family in town as we speak. We had a big uh, holiday party for our chapter of the American Institute of One and Food last night, uh, but then both my boys are n- unable to get home. So it looks like it's just going to be me, the wife, and the pooch on Christmas oh, Day. But I'm sorry to hear that. Nah. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can go to a couple super spreader events. That seems to be a big thing this year. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, getting together with a lot of people. How bad can that be? Sure, let's sure. do that. <laughs> well, Alex, congratulations on your book award. I hope you get more, and uh, I hope that no matter what holiday you uh, you are pleasured to enjoy, that it's not miserable. I appreciate that. And you have a not so miserable holiday too, guy. <laughs> Thanks so much. That's I got, I'm stealing that along with the gingerbread cookies. <laughs> have Absolutely. a not so miserable holiday. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Alex for your time, buddy. Happy weekend. What's left of it. You too. Take care. Uh, what fun. The book is called miserable holiday stories. <laughs> you know, you want a copy, you know, you do. And you know that Good Life Guy is going to give you one. Actually, the publisher is. And all you got to do to win it, you know the drill. Caller number five. Max will be answering the phone while I run off to make sure the bathroom's uh, in cleanliness standards. And the number is 316-869-1330. Call now. We'll send you a copy of Miserable Holiday Stories. 316-869-1330. Call now. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.